The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody. Here's what's coming up on today's experience. Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but on a day like today, how could you not smile? The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus, is coming back sooner than you think. Much sooner than you think. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use. Probably won't, but we could if we decide to be doers and not hearers. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Well, primarily because I'm doing the show from my house on a phone looking at snow. That's why. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. Bye. Okay. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. What do you do when there's obstacles? What do you do when things go well? Do you have the same attitude of faith through both processes? It's things like that that we want to talk about. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. Just give us a call. Now, here's the thing about the phone call. You can call and ask Chris something, and he can text me or he can send it to me via through the process of I am, but you can't go live on the air because we haven't figured that part out. But you can still call, and you can still say hi to Chris. There's nothing wrong with that. 972-445-0770. It's 972-445-0770. The primary way to reach us during this show today is going to be through text, and that's going to be 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. And I'm going to say it again because it's kind of important, 214-210-8483. And then you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Now, the reason I didn't give Chris his sailing opportunity is because we can't use it the same way that we normally do, uh, just because we're doing this by phone. And then the other thing to tell you is if you hear dogs barking in the background, you would be correct. That's Bert and Levi uh, wrestling with each other because they're bored and they don't like the snow. Just letting you know these things. In the meantime, I do want to send you to the website. Before you get there, there's a couple things I want to point out to you. You'll notice there's a new link at the top of the page, 
at, on the website, and I want you to check it out. More information is coming as we get ready to reveal our ambassador's initiative to you. It's going to be a lot more fun than you think. Noelle and I were, were talking about it, came up with some crazy ideas that we think will be a lot of fun for people to get involved with the radio ministry for. So we're going to move that ahead. You'll hear some commercials. It's going to be really cool. Also, don't forget, money, 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 and then money, 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 signed money, and we need money to keep the ministry going, so we would really appreciate it if you'd consider that. Invest in the kingdom. What a man sows, that shall he also reap. If you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. I didn't write it. It's not my book. I'm just quoting it. And then the bottom line is if you have a prayer request or praise report, don't hesitate to go to the website. We will get on that and be praying for you. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemostincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. There he goes, falling off the bridge. Ah! Okay. Uh. <laughs> All right, so we'll have fun. We'll do our best, as most of you are probably snowed in if you're listening or you're just not able to do very much. I get it. Uh, bottom line is uh, my wife is at work, but then she's coming home early because we have an agreement that she can't be uh, driving when it's dark with this kind of weather. And uh, I may not be in the studio tomorrow, but I will be on the phone if I am not, so it will work out just fine. In the meantime, one of the big portions of our show is to encourage one another or to strengthen one another. So we're going to do that the best we can, encouraging and blessing and strengthening one another. I got some texts I want to share. We're in uh, Thessalonians at the end of the epistle. We're going to get to that in a split second. I am going to queue up because I can't look at Chris, so I'm going to queue up Chris and to remind him that we're doing rambling. And so here's the rambling for the rambler that you're going to ramble with. Well, I'm ramming, 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 ramming. <laughs> okay, so here we are. We're in First Thessalonians. If we have a break in the phone, don't freak out. I'll just call right back, get back into the studio. It's that kind of thing that happens. And you know what? We don't care. We're just going to keep going forward. We're in First Thessalonians. We're chapter 5, verse 19, one of the most powerful little sections. We just finished the give thanks and everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If you're looking for the will of God, it's not overly complex in the general capacity. God wants you to be thankful because that expression of thanksgiving is a trust that you believe that he has your best interests in mind. Verse 19, don't stifle the Spirit. Now we just it's just it's four words, not very complex. Don't stifle the spirit. What that means is do not quench, do not extinguish, do not restrict, do not cut the flow of the Holy Spirit. For some reason, people think that, well, I could never really obstruct the Holy Spirit working in my life. That is exactly incorrect, exactly the opposite of what Scripture teaches. Think of your relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit in this capacity. There is a pipe between heaven and your life. And in that pipe, the Holy Spirit flows into you and directs you. And you can put muck 
and gunk and mud and, okay, even snow, and just throw it in the pipe and then restrict the normal flow that comes into you by the Holy Spirit. So the Scripture says, hey, don't do that. Now, we there's, there's this portion in Scripture that says don't grieve the Holy Spirit. That's make the Holy Spirit sad. Okay, that's just a bad idea to make the Spirit. Why would you want to make God mad and God sad? That's just dumb. But in this case, it's talking about us doing a little bit better with our restrictions and where we're allowing the influence of the Spirit to operate in our lives. We had a wonderful call yesterday from Annika about talking about the Spirit influencing and and our bodies being the temple of the Holy Spirit. You have to understand there's a difference between the Holy Spirit being in you and upon you. The Holy Spirit is in you for the sake of character. That character reflects Jesus Christ. That's why the Holy Spirit works in you. He's working in you, making you into the image of Jesus glory by glory. Okay? When the Holy Spirit is on you, you're operating in ministry. You're doing things for the kingdom. You're operating not in your power, but in his power. In either case, you can restrict the flow from either your own sin, or wait, or wait, or wait, or lack of paying attention. One of the things that I talk about with my, just talked about Julia, and I think it's a really important point to understand, is that the Scripture makes it clear in the Old Testament and the New. You will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. But you won't hear that voice if you're not listening. And if you're not listening, then you're restricting that's just something that's bad. It's just a bad thing to do to kind of quench the Lord. And one of the things that should be in our prayers, I mean, I assume it is in your prayers, is to understand that we have a sensitivity to the Lord, and that gets clouded out by worldly affairs. I'm not telling you not to go to your job. I'm not telling you not to be involved in politics. I'm not telling you not to get involved in social media. Unless any of those things are detrimental to your relationship with God. If you're in social media and you like it and you're never getting grieved from the humanness of it, that's fantastic. That's a gift. But if you get involved with it and it just strikes you down and it gets discouraging and depressing, get away from that. You're allowing that influence to have more power then you're allowing the Holy Spirit to have in your own life. And man, I want to say one thing. That's just not a good idea. I mean, I'm not a genius, but I can figure out that's bad. Bad plan. Bad. Bad days. So the idea behind this is to be a person that doesn't stifle. Be a person that doesn't quench. Be a person that doesn't extinguish. Be a person that doesn't restrict. The flow, the influence, the power, the connection, the wisdom, the relationship that you have with the Holy Spirit. And before anybody starts freaking out, what do you mean relationship with the Holy Spirit? Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen says that we should be careful and, uh, and, and diligent in our fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It's quite simple. The Holy Spirit is your counselor. How's your counseling sessions going? It's just as forward as you can get. All right, so, hey, it's pretty good. We're still on the air, right, Chris? That's good, right? <laughs> okay. First, uh, first segment on the radio, through the phone. 
not too bad. I'll take it. I think it's pretty good. All right, we're getting ready to do our exit. We're going to come back. I've got a lot more teaching. We have a trivia question coming up, plus other things, things to keep in prayer. We will mention those as well. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, you reach down and see This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. With his special guest today, focus on the family trauma specialist, Tim Sanford. People, as they try to sort this out, they, they, they go through this, uh, they, they go through maybe a litany or a list in their mind and try to evaluate, well, you know, is this this and is this this? And, and what you said right there is the key, that the core of our strength, the core of our ability to, to go on yet for another day in the midst of what we would consider to be uh, chaos, both uh, socially, politically, and, and in other realms, is the Lord. I mean, the Lord gives us the ability. Mean, until he blows that trumpet, we are not done. Exactly. And that's where we come back to people ask me, well, again, the why, why, why questions that people all across the U.S. are asking. And my best theological accurate answer I can give them is, I don't know. I don't stop there. That is an accurate answer. I finished my answer then by saying, here's what I do know. I know that God is still on his throne. I know that God knew what was going on. I don't know why he, no, I don't know why that. Here's what I do know. God is still a loving God. He still is in charge. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience.
audience, thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready to offer up our first trivia question. We are going to open up with a little extra prayer. Our wonderful, wonderful sisters, Joy Ann and Cordelia, not feeling as well, so I'd like to pray for them before we do the uh, trivia question. And uh, so let's do that real quickly. Everybody joining their faith, you know, it's up to the Lord, but we bring our faith together. Let's do it because we believe that he's gracious. Father, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus with help from the Holy Spirit. And we ask you to just bring healing power into Cordelia and into Joanne and to let them feel strength and rejuvenated. Let not sickness abound in their bodies, but instead let them find refreshment and health and vitality and energy, which all comes from you. We pray this in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So I know that you're out there and you're saying amen with me, and I think that's awesome. All right, the other thing to tell you is that uh, Captain Chris informed uh, the host, I guess that would be me, that because I'm tying up the line, yeah, I really can't call in. So so you have two choices. You can either listen, which is totally awesome. You can text, which is totally awesome. And then you can send an email. You can try and shout, but I am about 37 and a half miles away from you, and it's really cold outside, and I just don't think I'll be able to hear you, just to let you know. All right, here is our first trivia question. Who said... Who said, that's a who said, who said, how long will you waver between two opinions? Now, my hint on this is you've got to go into the history of Israel, not the earlier history, because some people are going to pick one person and that's going to be wrong. So uh, bottom line to that is uh, think you know, past the beginning part of Israel into the more of the middle part. Okay, here's the question. Who said, how long will you waver between two opinions? Okay, now I'm not sure how that, what that voice sounded like. It might have been like this. How long will you waver between two opinions? Okay, who said that on the mountain? We'll let you try and figure that out. If you think you know the answer, you can text in, because the calls aren't working. You can text in at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Charges apply separately. Uh, additionally, we're going to try and do our DNA. <laughs> why? Hey, why not? We'll give it a we'll give it a whirl. Uh, so Chris is on the other line. So we'll see how it goes. We'll start it off. And, and here's the thing: we talked about this yesterday. Prophetically, I'm telling you now ahead of time so that you can know there's unique and different news coming eventually into your life. In lieu of that, there's a certain way we want you to act, or a certain way that the Lord wants you and I to act, I should say, and it, it operates a little bit along these lines. D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Oh, yeah, you can do it. That's awesome. So you got to draw closer to the Lord daily. I mean, it's like, it's just, you can't just visit with God every so often and think you're connected. You're not connected that way, okay? If you spend more time with your television with, than with God, you can tell him why when you see him. 
N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, ever, ever be ashamed. Never let the world shame you in their false righteousness. And A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that you have an attitude of willingness and that you want to be that vehicle, that vessel that blesses other people. The Lord won't do something spectacular every three seconds, but if you present yourself before the Lord, you'll be involved in more kingdom stuff than if you don't. And that is what's cool. Great job, by the way. I I just want to give props to Captain Chris, who is pulling this whole show together. Uh, The debtedness we have is towards him. He's done fantastic. Okay, so here's our trivia question. Who said, how long will you waver between two opinions? Who said that? Dude was on a mountain. Maybe that will help you. Dude was on a mountain. All right, I'm going back to the text, and I'll have... uh, uh, Kevin, Chris, remind me, because, you know, my brain's just, you know, it's a little mushy. All right, so after we mention this in 1 Thessalonians 5.19, don't stifle the Spirit. The next thing that it said in verse 20, another very short verse, don't despise prophecies. Now, here's a funny kind of statement, because next to it, connected to it, which actually shouldn't be two verses, but that's a separate argument. It says, don't despise prophecies, but test all things, hold on to what is good. Prophecies have two veins in them. They are foretelling, and they are forthtelling. To foretell is to predict the future. To foretell is to share the heart and the mind of the moment. So let me explain that difference real simply. When somebody prophesies about something that's in the future, they're speaking of something that's going to happen ahead of time. They're foretelling the situation. God's standard for a genuine prophet is 100%. If the person came and spoke and didn't speak, it didn't wasn't 100% accurate, okay, and that doesn't mean the prophet didn't say that they, they could repent or, you know, there, there was options given in that. But if they didn't have a prophetic word that was accurate, they were to be ignored, and in many cases they were stoned. In our situation today, when you have people that make a prophecy, they make a claim of a prophet, and they make some kind of prophecy and it doesn't happen, the, the response is not to stone them, okay, because we, we don't do that now. We, we, we have the blood of Jesus Christ out of forgiveness. But the answer is to not pay attention, that person's not a prophet in the office of a prophet. That doesn't mean God's never used them. That doesn't mean God won't use them again. But it does mean that it's a reduction of the, the, the person's, not qualifications as much as their genuineness and the authenticity. They've lost some of that because there's no way they could prophesy and be wrong and have it be from God because God is never wrong. So they lose a little bit of legitimacy in that process. And for me, if somebody gives a prophetic word and it doesn't happen, I just say, thank you very much and forget about that and go have Chinese food. So that's the foretelling. The foretelling, okay, the foretelling is speaking forward the heart and the mind at the moment. What's that from? Well, you get that out of Haggai chapter 1, where the Lord gives a prophetic word through Haggai that says, I am with you, says the Lord. That's not a 
future prediction. It's a statement, and that statement is God's heart to his people. That's what you find mostly in 1 Corinthians 12 and 14, where it says that he who prophesies speaks unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. It's speaking the heart of God. And at in many ways, not in every instance, I would like to say, but in many ways, when the preachers are preaching to the church, the specific needs of the church, it is in many ways the gift of prophecy. But it's not the foretelling prophecy, it's the foretelling prophecy. You understand that difference? And the reason I want you to know that is because the next verse is important. It says in the very next verse, test everything. Well, how do you test everything? Well, the Lord just told us how to test it two two sentences ago. Here's what it says. Test everything. Hold on to what's good. That's kind of an obvious process. But you test by the Holy Spirit and the gift of discernment, and you test by a book that was written by the Holy Spirit where you can go, that doesn't line up with God's Word. And we're not going to do that, you know. And so the idea, you know, everybody's equal with God, the same as God, so on and so forth. Those are some, some of the teachings that come out. You just pick up the book and you go, eh, wrong answer. That's false. Wrong, wrong. And then also when you hear something, you have this little thing inside of you. Now, I, I call it spidey sense as a joke, but I think you guys get the understanding that the Holy Spirit in you goes ding, 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 when something doesn't seem totally kosher. And you just kind of know, and it's like, whoa, what's going on? That's the gift of discernment that comes from the Holy Spirit. So you test by the Holy Spirit and by the Word of God. Unfortunately, in the church today, discerning of spirits that determines where the nature is or the origin of the Spirit is a long-lost gift. And what's sad is if we knew the book better— we would be able to function in the gift of discernment better. Isn't that amazing? I mean, if you just think about that. And so all of these kind of flow together. It's don't stifle the spirit. Okay, that's a good idea. Let's not quench the spirit. Don't despise prophecies. In other words, don't be like, well, I'm not listening to prophecy, and this is now the, the past the New Testament church. Or, nah, you're not allowed to do that. But you test everything by discernment, and by the Word of God, and then you hold on to what is good. So I'm going to do the, the trivia in just a second. See, because Chris told me to do trivia. and so, but, but I'm going to do that in just a second, so I'm going to make sure I do that. Uh, but the bottom line is you hold on to what is good. And let me say this to all of you because I love you in the Lord sincerely and deeply. If you hear something on this show and it's not right for you or the Lord challenges that or you don't, that doesn't process for you, don't hold on to it. Maybe, maybe what's good for me in that way is not as good for you. I don't know. I share what I share, and I want you to take in as much as you can, but I, you are the ultimate filter between you and the Holy Spirit operating in you and the Word of God operating in your life. You make that decision. Whatever is good, and by good I mean helps you draw closer to the Lord. Whatever is good, hang on to that. Okay? I mean, I'm telling you now, you do that with everything, everywhere, period. All right, trivia. I can't believe how much fun this is. Uh, trivia, who said, how long will you waver between two opinions? That would be Elijah, not Elisha, but Elijah with a J on Mount Carmel. That's who said, how long will you waver 
between two opinions. Okie dokie artichokies, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, top of the hour, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. Now <laughs> you think three words. Come on, Dave. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is... Hebrew for teacher, or it doesn't matter if your translation says master, rabbi, it doesn't care. She said, Mary. She, she responded, master, Lord. You see, the resurrected Jesus Christ speaks the name of his sheep. And Jesus knows your Name. My sheep, Jesus said, know my voice, and they hear me. And you were going along in your journey. Maybe you were young and you were in church. Maybe you were young and somebody brought it to you. Maybe you were in middle, the middle part of your life. Maybe in the later part of your life. But at some point, Jesus said your name. He said, David, Tierra, Tiffany, Noel, Joshua, Ashley. At some point, he called your name. The risen Messiah spoke your name to you. You know what? That's when you said, yes, Lord. Yes, Master. Yes, Rabboni. It's the most powerful moment because it's the moment that the divine Messiah speaks to you and pulls you from one kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, into another kingdom, the kingdom of light. It is the moment that changed everything. And uh, Billy Graham had a really good piece on it. Said Some people can really define that moment. Some people can't. Doesn't matter. It happened for those that, well, it's kind of like a metamorphosis, but it happened. And in the economy of God, it happens more specifically. And maybe the person doesn't know the date. I know my date, but maybe the person doesn't know the date they said yes to Jesus. But there was a moment where Jesus called your name and you said yes. And that was the beginning of your understanding of his depth of love. <laughs> 